We are Marquette. 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 We My name is Latrice Harris Collins, and my role here, I serve as Director of High School Recruitment. I've been at Marquette now 13 years, and uh, it's been quite the ride. An immediate thing I learned, I'm not a Milwaukee girl, so I had to come in and learn Milwaukee and throw myself out there. That meant doing very non-traditional programming, showing up at night, uh, not just showing up in a day at a high school visit, but really being accessible and being a resource broker. Learning all the tools and resources out there to assist students, counselors, teachers, parents, but being able to not just feel like I always have the answer, but to refer people to what other resources they should be taking advantage of. So the work was recruitment, but I had this weird title assigned. I was uh, an admissions counselor, but I was also doing multicultural community outreach. That sort of sounds like all duties as a soul. <laughs> that's Boys and Girls Club. Uh, that's out there, uh, Pearls for Teen Girls. That's out there really just talking about find yourself, find your passion, make moves. It wasn't just about a pitch about Marquette University and being a student here, but about really taking advantage of your education and finding your way, whatever it fit and works for you and works for you. And I had a lot of fun doing that, but it was really how I was able to build my reputation where schools kind of acknowledge that, wow, she's able to go in that room and shake it up a little bit and talk straight, give them real information with no sugar, and I would leave and students would still be talking about it. And it was, wasn't that I was saying something different from their teachers or counselors, but it was my approach with them. I had a little bit more fun with them, joked around a little bit, but I also tried to let them see that I, too, had kids. I was concerned about their education. I knew about resources. I wanted them to have access, but I wanted their peers to have access, too. So it gave me this opening to be able to really be visible and have a visible person uh, of color out there in the community having this existence at Marquette, but also being able to really help them see how it was doable. The stigma of a private school, very interesting in an urban setting. And I'm a product of a private school education, South Side of Chicago, K-12. So I understood what it meant to be the Catholic school kid in an urban setting, and that stigma still continued. You know, students that go to private school, they've got money. Um, they're, you know, holy rollers. They're going to force feed Catholicism to you. All the weird things that I heard as a kid in Chicago going to Catholic school, you heard those same things. So some of it was undoing stigmas and stereotypes about this institution and really talking about who we are, our mission, our identity, what we want to do, what Jesuit is, so that it doesn't feel so weird and foreign. A lot of people had no idea what, what that Jesuit piece was. They only hear the Catholicism part, and really it's the Jesuit side of us that I was able to use to open the door so people could see how they could fit in an environment like this. So the partners on our campus, it was interesting because initially, you think about undergraduate admissions, you think, wow, they're just out in the schools. Part of being a really strong undergraduate admissions counselor is understanding what you have to offer. So I've never looked at our jobs as sales. You can't sell this to someone. It's something you have to identify with. It's something that draws you in. And once you've had a taste of this type of experience, students want it. So we knew where to go. We knew students who had had these types of experiences coming up would be attracted to a place like this where we put that emphasis on leadership, service, uh, 
you know, just getting out there, being excellent, but understanding how to use your natural talents, your God-given talents towards leadership and service and incorporating your educational goals at the same time. The freedom to be able to talk about these things without being shunned and getting your hand slapped. Totally different experience from the average recruiter, maybe at a public or a state school. So for me, coming back here felt like a homecoming. Being able to grow up in an environment where these conversations were normal and regular to me, to be able to be at an institution where in my work I was able to do something that I thought was natural and a part of what I should be doing as a human being. Game changer. I like hunger. I like students that are motivated, that are like, I need to get in her face. I want to meet her. I want her to remember my name. Um, I have a plan. I want to major in this. I think this place is a place that can help train me, give me a training I need to be a better communicator, a better writer, so I'm fearless and I can go in any room and and do what I have to do. Um, there are some students that are afraid of that type of, type of competition. Uh, I think it's healthy to be able to be in a room when you're not always the smartest one in the room. And I tell students, if you think you're the smartest one in the room all the time, you probably should switch rooms. Mm-hmm. How do you grow that way? And for me, that student that has that look in their eye where I start walking around very animated when I present, which is why teachers and counselors are like, bring her in. Uh, And when I'm walking around and they're following me with their eyes bug like, wow, she's intense. I'm like, the time is now. This is your time. Wake up. The clock is on your neck. And when I hear that they, okay, wait a minute, she sounds so serious. Yes, because you are a year away, that 16, 17, 18-year-old age group, they're making decisions that will affect the next 10 to 15, 20, 30-plus years. And giving them the option to take a step back and really look at it. What is my plan? What's next for me? What do I want? And not just think it, but say it out loud and start taking some steps to get towards it. Once they identify, yeah, I want something. There's something out there I want to be. Now let's start talking about opportunities, how to make it happen. And oftentimes students are really surprised that there are institutions out there like Marquette University that has, that has resources to help them not only get admitted, but also to be able to help them financially remove that barrier. Because the financial barrier is huge. And amongst our competition, money talks. Students will go where they have the least amount of debt. And we have to, if we want to increase diversity amongst this population, we have to understand who they are and we have to understand what our competitors are doing to draw them away from us. Mm-hmm. And it's a real thing. And money certainly talks. And if that's the barrier, students will go where the money is. So we always have to be considering that the money is real. And it's a real elephant in the room when you talk to a family where they their income is less than our is less than our tuition. That's a hard conversation for a student that's very in tune into a financial situation at home. So it's almost like dispelling the myth about the option and then educating about what resources can offset this cost and showing them how there are ways to be able to be here that will where you will be in uh, in a, will have a, a least the least amount of debt across your, all your options, but they have to sit down and do the math. But that price tag is scary. I encounter thousands upon thousands of students who have it, have all the talent in the world, but because of circumstance, a bad, a bad decision, what young person doesn't make a bad decision, uh, will never get a ac- access to something like this. Students have to understand this is a game to be played. And being able to take yourself seriously, 
to take your life seriously, uh, to think about next year instead of just tomorrow is important for them because the competition across universities and colleges across the country is stiff at best. When you encounter alumni that look at our admissions requirements now, that says something that speaks volumes. And when we, I think of hunger, I think of that student who knows I better be aggressive in going after this and protective over my spot because it's not guaranteed. I like students that understand that there's an element out there underestimating them. For me, I use that as a one-liner. If your only motivation is to prune everyone that doubted you wrong, so be it. Whatever turns you on, whatever gets you up early in the morning, keeps you motivated to grind. And you see that look in students' eyes. And when you're giving them the rules of engagement, this is how you get my attention in my territory. When you see Marquette in the house, no, likely it might be me. It's one of my counselors. We we do this the same. We're a team of individuals. I'm not one lone soldier. If you see us in the house and you want to earn favor amongst us, be a human being, show up, raise your hand, bring your parents, attend our sessions, learn as much as you can about how to prepare yourself for our admissions process. That's not just in, okay, let me get it in on time, which is important, but also write a great essay. I want to know who you are. Why Marquette University? Why Jesuit school? Why Catholic school? Why Milwaukee? Tell me you have no idea who or what you want to be when you grow up, but you think based off of your homework that this is an institution that can help cultivate you into the human being, the professional you want to be. And in the meantime, while you're trying to find yourself, I'm going to run around the city of Milwaukee with blue and gold paint on my face. I'm going to 300 basketball games. I'm going to eat 1,000 brats. That's real coming from a 17 or 18-year-old. But being able to understand the value of the learning that happens outside the classroom, the networking, the meeting students from all walks of life, different incomes, different religions, different racial backgrounds, and getting the myths, the stereotypes of media out of your head and having real encounters with human beings. When they understand the value of that and how that can change them and prepare them for the bigger show, that's how I draw them in. But you can't be afraid because it will be confrontational. You will meet people that will challenge you to change your way of thinking, that will, cha- that will challenge you to rethink everything that you thought you knew about people, about religion, about men, about women, about sexuality, about how to who I want to be. There are students who come to the table thinking, I want to go to Marquette for all these reasons. And when they're getting ready to leave, They got everything they asked for and everything they had no idea they needed or wanted. Mm -hmm. And to see how it changes them and they're able to go off and do these amazing things, that's the reward for us in our office, to be able to spot that talent, see all the things you know they could do, and then they go out there and do it and kill it. Mm -hmm. That's what draws me in and keeps me at a Boys and Girls Club at 830 at night when I really need to be at home you know, watching my favorite show. Those are the things I I get lost in the time because I know this is more than just a job. I know that there's this thing that our counselors possess. It's a very weird thing, but we understand that fueling into young people and helping them identify talents and match it up, that we're playing a bigger role uh, in something much bigger than just a number on a spreadsheet uh, tracking on a UGRAD report. It's bigger than that. There's been so many over the years, but one that by far has had a tremendous impact on me 
And even the way I look at the role here is Mr. Tommy Cesar Walls. He was just one of those students that left such a strong impression. You could see it in his eyes. You could see a lot of pain in his face. But you see that hunger, it dripped off of him. And uh, he was an open book. He was a uh, very active member of the Boys and Girls Club. And he showed up to everything. He was what I called a friendly stalker. Um, every time I, he called, I knew it was his number. Uh, he's emailing me all the time. He's showing up to all my all my events. And in his story, there was a lot of pain. But I knew that if he was able to make this happen, his survival of these these circumstances, that's what's going to. I knew that would sustain him. It would he would be a model for so many young people out there struggling. Um, with circumstances so out of their control, family situation, crazy. Uh, His mother at one point tried to harm him. She was struggling. Um, She had been diagnosed with AIDS. There were things going on um, emotionally, I'm sure chemically. And the home life was just crazy. And he ended up here. It was just a fluke. He ended up here. Someone wanted to support him and his family. They brought him here to Milwaukee. And this young man had every reason to be woe as me. He had every reason to toss it to the wind. Well, what kind of future will I have? Uh, What about what's going on at home? What about my mom? He had every reason to just say, screw it. I'm going to just do what's immediate. But he figured that, you know what? I want to do the right thing. I want to be something. I want to change this. I want to change this cycle. And um, I learned a lot from that young man. He taught me the value of taking real calculated risk and being able to take a leap of faith when it came to looking at credentials and looking at talent and looking at hunger. Uh, We've always prided ourselves on it using a holistic admissions process and looking at the whole student and not just the GPA and test score. And he was one of the first times where I really had to go to bat and advocate for him because of the hunger, that level. It was so intense that there was no way that I could let a ACT score keep that young man from opportunity because I knew if, I, if he was given the opportunity, he would come here and light this place on fire, and he did. Uh, he ended up making it to the national level for the Boys and Girls Club Youth of the Year. He got to meet uh, President Barack Obama. He got to hang out with Denzel Washington. He told Denzel about me. Denzel Washington wrote a really awesome note in his book to me. It's on my coffee table at home. I can bring that in. Yeah, it, you know, I like to open it up when friends are over. Uh, yeah, it's it's it, it, he was phenomenal. And his speech telling his story as he competed for Youth of the Year, telling his story, which is such a personal story. Some might be very embarrassed to share such personal, detailed descriptions of not-so-nice situations. Uh, he used it as a way to not only heal himself, but to heal others who might be hiding in shame because of things going on at home. He let young people know that what's happening or things that happen to you don't necessarily define you. They can really uh, increase your level of hunger if you channel that energy the right way. Tommy immediately aligned himself with some real players. Uh, Andre Douglas at Boys and Girls Club. He aligned himself with uh, 
uh, DJ Todd uh, here at Marquette. He aligned himself with me. He showed up to everything, and he showed that integrity and that character. There was no way that you wouldn't walk away from meeting and encountering this young man that you didn't see the value of the work we get to do. And being able to be a part of his admissions, uh, being able to watch him thrive here as a student, as a leader, as a fraternity brother, as a mentor, uh, a future teacher and educator, he is what this full circle piece is. When I look back and see Mr. Walls, who happened to just show up in my office last week, um, just to scare me to death and make me cry, um, that's why we do this work, because we know that with the right opportunities, we can change the lives of students, not just change numbers, not just uh, hit directives or hit target goals that we get to change lives. And our office, as much as that pressure is always coming from up top, we got to hit a number. Um, I don't do it for numbers. I do it for young people. And I, I understand, you know, we all have our goals and this is a business. But at the end of the day, in my work, my my work reflects my heart. My work reflects what's been ingrained in me in each one, teach one. Keep funneling, them in the, funneling these students in, giving them an opportunity that I have identified their talent and use it for good and be able to incorporate their head and their heart into their educational goals. A lot of people in their professional life don't get a chance to have that conversation until much later when they realize they don't enjoy their work life to be able to help counsel students on the value and importance of that early on so they can sustain a good life and be true to themselves. How many people get to do have that conversation out in the open? That's God's work. 